who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. I want to welcome us to this beautiful service. And we thank God for what he will do. We thank God for what he has been doing. Those amazing testimonies. Can we just wave our hands to the Lord one more time and just appreciate God? God has been good. Every time you celebrate God's acts amongst us and God's testimonies that he has brought to us, there will be more testimonies that are released. You have to learn to give thanks. You have to learn to share your testimonies. Amen. Luke chapter 13. Quickly, give me verse 10. We're going to see something here in God's word that's going to bless you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. The story of the woman that was bent over. Go to verse 11. Behold, there was a woman which had the spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and cooled in no wise lift up herself. You see, one of the things we have to understand about God is about His love, His benevolence, His loving kindness. You know, there are times we we pray. There are times we fast. There are times we cry unto the Lord. There are times we do all the motions and all of that. For example, uh, when God was going to raise Moses to deliver the children of Israel, the Bible says the cries of the children of Israel has reached his ears. In other words, they called upon him. They've been slaves for over 400 years in Egypt generations upon generations uh, born into slavery the Bible says they cried unto him and God had them and so he raised up Moses to deliver them so in that case it was the people praying and asking God to help them and God answered them at a point in time in Israel the people cried unto the Lord they said we want a king having a king wasn't in the plan of God but they cried unto God and God said well I'm going to answer your prayers that's what you want and he did but concerning Jesus Christ being sent we didn't pray for him we didn't fast for him in fact you know what the Bible says he said he died for us while we are yet sinners It was out of his bowels of mercies. It wasn't something we did. It wasn't our prayers. It wasn't our fasting. It wasn't our speaking in tongues. It was out of God's love and mercy to save humanity that Jesus Christ was sent. And so I appreciate those times we pray and God answers. We ask, 
It says, perhaps you ask and it shall be given. Knock, the door will be opened. Seek and you will find. And we do all of that and he responds. But I'm particular about those times we did not ask. And he gives. Those times we did not pray. And he answered. Notice there's a scripture that says, before you call, I will answer. Because you see, there are certain areas of our life unseen that that's why we don't often appreciate that God is taking care of and it's not part of our prayer points. It's just out of his mercy. For example, you are called to ministry. Was it your prayer? Was it your fasting? Was it your spirituality? No, no, no. You have been called before you were born. So there's something called the sovereignty of God and your ability to plug into that and connect to the mercies of God. Tender mercies of God. The way a mother will tenderly attend to a baby and nurture that baby and, and just take care of her. And when, when the baby cries a little, she runs from wherever she is to come and attend to the baby. That kind of tenderness. And then he says, can the woman forget her suckling child? That she should not have compassion on her. He says, yes, she may forget. He said, but I, the Lord, I would never forget you. He said, I've engraven your name on the palms of my hands and your walls are continually before me. A particular translation says, I've tattooed you. God has tattooed you into his sister. You can't be erased. It's somebody with me this morning. So I want you to appreciate the times that it is God that reaches out, not you reaching out. Because some of us think it is what I can do. My fasting, my prayer, my this, my that. All of those have their place. And the place of paying price. But before you even go to the place of paying the price, who opened your eyes to see that you can pay that price? Is somebody with me this morning? I, I, I want you to see something this morning that there's a part of God that you, you, you did not ask and it is done by mercy. What did Joseph do for God? That God said, and God showed Joseph mercy and gave him favor. What did he do? What did Joseph do before he started giving him dreams that his spirits will bow? What did Jacob do before God said, Jacob, have I loved? Esau, have I hated? What is the place of scriptures like, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion? What is the place of scriptures like? Your iniquities will I remember no more. And so thank God for those times we ask and he answers. But there was a woman which had the spirit of infirmity 18 years. Was bound. Was bound together means she was always like this. This is how she works. Meaning that she doesn't even know when Jesus is passing. She's not even aware because she is bowed. Have you been in such 
problems and crises of life so strong that you forget there's God anywhere. Bow together. Look at it. And could in no wise lift herself. In other words, leave it for her. All hope is gone. Because now she cannot look up to know, oh, that's Jesus. Let me call him. And secondly, she cannot help herself. So, her story is ended. She was going to be bowed for life. She was going to die like that, forgotten with no help. Because in, the, in this scenario, the only person that could help him is Jesus. Oh, I wish there could be some people that can help her to at least straighten her to be able to see. A lot of people are bowed. There's no access to revelation of God's word. They can't see. They read the Bible, but they can't see anything because they are bowed altogether. The vicissitudes of life, the problems of life, has crushed them so much that it has bent their spinal cord. And all they are seeing is the ground. And if you look at the ground so much, the ground will call the person forth. Suck the person in. It's from the dust we came. You concentrated on dust too much, it will suck you back to where you came from. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. She could in no wise lift up herself. It is good for you to come to realization quickly that in certain areas of your life, you can in no wise lift yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I have it all figured out. I know how to run the business. I have done all the uh, business analysis. I've done my marketing research. Everything is just said. No. You can in no wise lift yourself. Are you following me here? Go to the next verse. When Jesus saw her, so it wasn't her that saw Jesus. That was the statement my wife made in the first service that passed this message. When Jesus saw her, so there are times you are not looking at Jesus, but he's looking at you. There are times you are not serving him, you are just reckless with your life, but he's focusing on you. No wonder scriptures like he stands at the door of our heart, knocking to see who is going to open the door. Who knows whether at the door of the heart of so many people he's been standing for years and keeps on knocking. When Jesus saw her. He called out to him. Fellowship first. Before healing, fellowship first. He called out to him. You see, you are bound all together. Uh, things are not working. You want this, you want that, you want this, you want that, you want this. Beautiful. But the priority of God is to come to him first. Fellowship. Even before healing. Fellowship. Healing, that's small. That's the that's the lead, that's the most insignificant thing. No, just come first. Let's get to know ourselves. 
He called to him to know his person, to enter into the revelatory systems of God and be able to understand the person of Jesus and not just his person but also his principles. You see, knowing the person of Jesus gives us assurance that we are going to heaven. Knowing the principles of Jesus gives us success here on earth. The person of Jesus. You can know the person of Jesus, ignore his principles, and then you die in poverty, and then you never get to come into the place of having the fullness of God's purpose for your life, and you still go to heaven because you know his person. But knowing his principles and doing those principles is what guarantees success for you on this part of the world. It's not enough to know his person. What about his principles? Yes, I've accepted Jesus Christ into my life as my Lord and personal Savior. That's knowing his person. Knowing his principle. Honor God with your ties. Principles. Stay away from the bond of iniquity. Principles. So those principles guarantees you victory on this side of the world. Gives you triumph of faith gives you testimonies are you following me here so Jesus called unto him and said unto a woman thou art loose from thy infirmity go to the next verse and he laid his hands on her and immediately come on say immediately she was what may God make you straight in every area where you are what? Where you are bent over. How do you know you are bent over in certain areas of life? You can't see. The only thing that woman is seeing is the ground. Before you can go up, you need to see up. How do you know you are bent over? Hopeless statements. The kind of statement those wo- that woman will have made because now she's bent over it's been for 18 years nobody has been able to help her and she can in no wise lift herself so what she'll be telling herself is it, over probably she's even praying God just let me die I mean there's nothing again who, who wants to even marry a woman like that bent over for 18 years I want to talk to you have you have to bend to bend to people no 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 it's like our life is gone it's a place of hopelessness where you find yourself making hopeless statements like, well, it's not everybody that should be rich. Ah. Some of us are created to be poor. You are bent. Really, really bent. Because that's not in the scripture. If, if some are meant to be poor, who told you you are part of them? Statements like, ah, this is my sickness. I'm not sure I will ever be healed. You are bent. You need to see Jesus in the area of healing, in the area of health. You need to understand the part of the scripture that says, by his stripes, you have been healed. Are you following me? So this story here, is a beautiful story because it wasn't the woman that was praying for help. It was Jesus that saw her. Jesus will see you this morning. And he will touch you where no man can reach in the name of Jesus. 
in the areas of your life where you are bent over it will make you straight is that how you say your amen glory to God relationships, everything breaks, you are bent there is a revelation you, are, you can't see so after a while you start making statements like, ah, is, ah, is he everybody that you marry, you can't shit let people be single, you are bent yes, it is true that there are some people that will be single by their makeup but you, that you have been in five you are not part of them, well if you are part of them you will even be in one first if you have been in five relationships you are not part of those that should not marry. You really want to marry. Five. It is frustration that now makes you say, eh, ah, is he, is he, must we marry? And as you are saying, must we marry? You see a brother passing, you say, whoa, 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 whoa. See, you are not part of them. People that are part of them, they know themselves. They are not moved. They don't care. They are not interested in marriage. You that one brother will pass, your leg will start shaking. And you say you are not meant to marry. My friend, you are meant to marry. You are meant to marry. I'm going to marry quickly. Praise God. You are struggling with going to pornographic side. Ah, it's popping up. It's not popping up. Okay, let me just see. Ah, it's a sin. Okay, let me just look. If I just look, just for one minute. Yeah. You are meant to go and marry don't say you are part of those who are called not to marry by their fruits you will know them 2013 your number one prayer point oh god show me my spouse 2014 number one prayer oh god where is he 2015 your number one prayer point show me my jacob show me my moses show me my david show me my jesus show me my joshua Show me my you almost, you almost want to say show me my Goliath. And now because it's 2021, nothing has happened. He said, Well, maybe I'm not part. You are part. You are just bent. But God will straighten you this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The story of Mephibosheth. Go there for me. That should be first Samuel 9 or second Samuel 9. Either of that. Is it 9 or 13? The Bible says there that David said, Is there any of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? Imagine the generation of Saul looking for help or looking for palace. It was David that said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God? And David was a type of God. This is what God will do. Are you aware that the Bible says the eyes of God runneth to and fro, looking for those whose eyes are perfect unto him, that he may show them, show them his love? Show the kindness of God unto him. And the Bible says, Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan had yet a son which is lame on his feet. This same situation with this guy is the same thing with that woman. Different condition, but the same hopelessness. Lame on his feet. The Bible makes us to understand that he has exiled himself to Lodiba. Lodiba means a land of no communication. He has exiled himself, cut 
every communication away from him because of his predicament at that age he was over 30 years old he already had a son but even at that stage stage, he was still crawling on the ground like a toddler like a baby when you look at Mephibosheth you feel like telling him come on get up let's go but when you look at his condition you just keep quiet because you know he couldn't get up several people are like that in life you think they are of age matured in Christ but the reality is that they are still crawling on the ground and they cannot get to the palace by themselves let them dream the palace let them wish the palace there is no way because they have exiled themselves several miles away from the palace people have even forgotten about him that there was ever somebody like Mephibosheth and the Bible tells us in chapter 4 of that book that while he was 5 years old news came from Jezreel that there was the, the, the battle was intense and his nurse picked him up and ran so that they wouldn't die and in the midst of rain he fell from the hand of the nurse and broke his ankles and from that moment on he became lean in both of his feet Mephibosheth had not reached the age of accountability it, it, it wasn't that he sinned it wasn't that he did anything wrong as a matter of fact his lameness was caused by the person that's supposed to take care of him his, care, his caretaker was the reason for his getting to a place where he became immobile destiny wise couldn't run like other children were run. Couldn't play where other children play. He was just seeing them playing football. He couldn't join. Couldn't do all the things normal children would do. So grew up with a low self-esteem. Grew up depressed. Grew up battered emotionally. And then he told himself, there's no point. Even though royal blood is flowing in my vein, I can't stay in royalty this is not me the other and he, ex- he deliberately exiled himself go to the next verse King David sent and did what fetch come on say fetch how do you fetch a human being I mean you fetch water isn't it you fetch water or you fetch a human being because he couldn't walk left to him he would die in Lodiba but King David who is the type of God said go fetch him church history tells us that the servant of Saul Ziba was a very hefty man so he just got to where Mephibosheth was just lifted him put him on his shoulder and brought him to the palace irrespective of how many miles that's how the Holy Ghost located us people of God and fetched us glory to God from the pit of depression the Bible says we have been translated transformed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light how do you think you could from with all the lameness with all the weaknesses with all the battered emotions with all the abuse translated that's the power of the Holy Spirit right there with a type of Ziba fetched him and it wasn't it wasn't Mephibosheth that reached out to David 
and said, David, try and remember at least that my dad and you were friends. Come and help me. No, it was David who is a type of God. And that's how God is reaching out to you this morning, people of God. Wherever you are, you may even be at the lowest end of your life where nothing seems to be happening, but God is reaching out to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Lifting you up out of that mighty clay and setting you atop in the name of Jesus. Go to the next verse there. When my people shed the son of Jonathan, son of Saul was coming to David, Bible says he fell on his face and did reverence. David said, My Fibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. That's a statement from a low self esteem. Behold thy servant. But let's see how down he had been. Go to the next verse. And David said to him, I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And I will restore thee all the land of Saul your father and you will eat bread at my table continually. Now this verse, okay, it's like what Jesus did for us. Set the table before us in the presence of our enemies. Message translation says it's six course meal. Glory to God. This is what Jesus Christ did. Brought us, restored all the sins we have lost and brought us to that divine table where we can eat. But see what happens here. Verse 8. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant? That thou shouldest look upon such. Did you see that? Such what? Dead dog as I am. Mephibosheth has gone so low, so down, that he wasn't even going to refer to himself as a living dog. As in. Our dogs at home, Skelly and Bravo, are better than him. He calls himself dead dog. These are people who are well versed in covenant and understand language. You know what happened to him? He's gone so down to a point where he believes he can never receive help again. That's the message the devil preaches to the children of God. That that mistake you made, you are finished. That's what you did. You are finished. Look at what you did. I thought you are a believer. You, you are finished. Look at, look, look, look. Huh? You've been born again for three years. This is what somebody who gave his life to Jesus wouldn't do after one day. Look at you. You are finished. You have disappointed God. You have disappointed Christianity. All the saints are disappointed in you. Plus the one in heaven and on earth. Abraham is disappointed. Jacob, David, Isaac, even Goliath is disappointed. That's the message of the devil. Feelings of worthlessness. Feelings of I'm finished. I can't make it. I can't break out. There's no way out. And then you, you resign to faith. And then you accept its negative words and negative languages. And that begins to reculture your lifestyle. And you begin to see that you are no longer productive because of the negative thoughts that the devil brings to your mind. 
so here is somebody who is supposed to be a prince not supposed to who is a prince calling himself a dead dog how did he get there who told him that's the work of the devil right there so he's got it to a place where nobody can reach him just like the woman that was bent over who could in no wise lift herself the reason is because in her mind it is finished I can't lift my head the same thing with this guy nobody chased him out of the palace he exiled himself and said I'm not worthy to be among human beings Lodiba is like a desert a place where there's no communication no life everything is dead there he went there because of the low self-esteem and this is the place where the devil wants to drive us most of the time but thank God for God come on say thank God for God go to the next verse David ignored him all the time you are ranting negative stuff may God ignore you because if your words were to come to pass you to look at those things you have said ah my life is finished Lord kill me now kill me now just kill me Lord God will just ignore you if we were to stamp your words make it still my life I'm, I'm not sure I can ever make it again. God will just ignore. So he called himself a dead dog. David ignored. And David, then the king called to Ziba like he didn't say anything. That's, that's how God saves us, and we don't know. Because your words are powerful. Whatever you say, you have. But thank God for the mercies of God. Are you following me here? King called to Ziba. I mean, look, look, look at the look at the flow of the story. He said, "Who, who am I? A dead dog like I am." And he said, "What, Ziba? What my bonsai jar?" Said to him, "I've given unto that master son all that pertain to Saul and all his house." Go to the next verse. Thou therefore are your sons, thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring it the fruits that a master's son may have. Now, master's son. He called himself a dead dog, but David said, "You are this. The person that even fed you eh, is your servant." So he was referring to Ziba, ma, your master's son. He called himself a dead dog. It's quite is because he's down, but he's your master's son, not even servant. Thou shalt bring in the fruit that a master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, the master's son, shall eat bread all the way at my table. Now, Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Add them together. Ziba himself plus 15, that's 16. Plus 20. How many of that? How many is that? Eh? 30 what? 36. And those, some of those servants have wives and children. All of them! For one person, you have to till the ground bringing food. You have to, this guy is not to do anything. Are you following me? He called himself a dead dog. David said, no, you are his son. The prodigal son had degenerated to a point that he was competing for food with 
pigs. One day the Bible says he came to himself, let me just go home. And to his surprise, there was a grand welcome. He couldn't believe it. When he was coming, he said, let me just go. At this, my parents' servants, they, they are not eating with pigs. They are doing better. Let me just go and submit myself as a servant. Nobody was welcome as a son. That's the story here. He called himself a dead dog. He said, you are still the master's son. In other words, anything or everything that the devil attempts to relegate you from that sonship, you should absolutely refuse and reject it. You are still a child of God. Can you say with me, I'm still a child of God? Go to the next verse. Then Zerubbabel said to the king, according to all that my lord the king had commanded the servant, so shall your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's son. He will continually eat as one of the king's son. Like it's a restoration to the place he was meant to be. Now the question is this. In the heart of God, in the heart of God, there's a place you are meant to be. Just like David is a type of God, he thought about it. The place where Mephibosheth should be is palace. But he's in Lodiba. He said, go and fetch him. I want him here where he should be. The failures you experience in your life is a difference between where you ought to be and where you are right now. The disappointments, the frustrations that you experience in your life right now is the distance between where you are and where you ought to be in God. Is somebody following me? In God, that woman is straightened. In life, she was bent over. So when Jesus met him, Jesus went after him. When Jesus met him, he strengthened her and restored her to the place she ought to be. And notice Jesus Christ. Everybody he met, there was restoration to where they are meant to be. The man at the pool of Bethesda. He said, I, I want to jump in. When an angel comes at the satisfaction to step the river, whosoever gets in first will get healed. And But before I crawl and try to get there, somebody gets there before me and then I'm here. And Jesus Christ, would you like to be made old? And Jesus restored him to where he was. The man that was blind from birth, church history tells us there were no eyeballs there. That's why he went and went to the dust and mixed his feet with it. Because we are created from dust. So he was, he was recreating a creative process. Splashed, splashed the mud on his eyes and said, go to the river and wash. How do you tell a blind man to go wash in the river? You see, at every point in time, God needed the cooperation of these people he was working with. Somebody's blind. You took sand, packaged it to his eyes. And said, go wash. Really? Is somebody here with me? What God is doing in your life this morning, in this service, as we pray, is to fetch you. And bring you from where you are now to where you ought to be in God. Some of you right now in destiny, you are already multi-millionaires, but you are far from it in physical reality. 
there will be a restoration in the name of Jesus. And now do you think God will be, ah, 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 is it like magic? Oh God, it's like magic. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, he said, We are like them that drink. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said among the heathen, the Lord has brought great things for them. He said, You are the Lord has brought great things for us, whereof we are glad. He said, So return again like the strips of the south. He that went for bearing precious seed shall doubtless come back rejoicing and carrying his sheep with him. This morning, there's restoration for you. Every area where you are bent, there's a straightening for you. In the name of Jesus, whatever be the limitation, the opposition that has kept you behind, that has dragged you behind, that has not made you to get into the place where you ought to be, those limitations are removed in the name of Jesus. There is the reality of oppositions and limitations. He said, a door is open unto me, effectual door. I mean, this door is powerful. He said, but there are many adversaries. Jesus Christ, God was speaking in the book of Isaiah. He said, I will go before you, I will make the crooked places straight. The, the road you are meant to take from here to your destiny, you can see it. You take one step, you injure yourself, you fall down. For the next one year, you are not seeing injury. Then you get healed, then you get up. Shut stone. Then you sit down again. Crooked. He said he will go before you and tie the road. He will tie the road for you. Make it straight. This is the reality of God that you need to embrace that a lot of people don't know. That there's the mercies of God that makes life easy for you. That connecting with the mercies of God that endures forever. That life is not meant to be a continual struggle upon struggle. Yes, there will be struggle, but for every struggle, there should be double celebration. Eating from hand to mouth every day, all through your life. Some of you get to heaven, you almost be in regret. Like, you mean I should be doing that? May God open your eyes. Just like Jesus was the one that saw that woman, may Jesus see you this morning. Somebody is bent over. It's a terrible situation because the bones are bent. You don't try to straighten dry fish. You try to straighten it, it breaks. But only God can straighten a dry fish. Woman has been bent over 18 years. Do you know how the bone has been structured into a permanent place to look down for the rest of her life? But the Bible says Jesus healed her and immediately she was straightened. 
perspective of how strong that your bone is the strongest part of it. I mean the bones are strong. Just like, I mean you don't you don't try to do that medically speaking. The doctor will tell you it's 50-50. We are not sure. You want to straighten spinal cord. But immediately, come on, say immediately. In other words, it doesn't matter how long it has been. It looks as if it's a permanent position. Our pastor, you don't understand. This thing has been for five years. It's been for ten years. It's been for fifteen years. Mm-mm. Jesus will straighten it. Will straighten it. Your finances is not meant to be bent over. How many finances is bent over? The account balance each time I laugh on fifty cover, thirty cover is bent. And the devil tells you you are not part of them. That will ever get an alert of millions. The devil convinces you. So you are bent and you are just you just keep on looking down. Whereas the Bible says looking up. Looking on the Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Understand how this thing works. It may even be some habits. And you are bent. The situation exiled into loading. You don't want to talk to anybody. You just want to leave the world. You don't have friends, you don't have people around you. But God is sending Zaiba to fetch you this morning in the name of Jesus. It was like a miracle to my people. You don't need to walk again. Your father paid the price. Sit down and eat. Jesus paid the price for you. Sit down and eat. He went to the cross for you. He died. Shed all of his blood that you might live the good life and God says come on all things are ready all things are ready when you don't see it you can have it which is why the greatest affliction upon that woman is she was bent she can't see she can't see Jesus she can't access revelation somebody tries to tell her Jesus is good. He says, shut up. Jesus is not good because he can't see it while she's bent. There's a strengthening of your destiny today. In the name of Jesus Christ. You see, that surgery is only what God can perform. Negarisa. Nekisa susi krabisha alisa. Nen kapala susi fetis kapakisu fadindia. That person who is constantly having oppressive dreams and say you see people in black appearing to you. That oppressive dream is over today in the name of Jesus. Somebody who dreams often and all you see is burial like funeral ceremony you just, you just keep on seeing it and you are filled with fear I rebuke that spirit of fear in your life I rebuke the spirit of the grave and I release the life of God upon you in the name of 
has experienced frustration over frustration in relationships that has affected your esteem really really bad that has caused you to become almost promiscuous we put a stop to that negative cycle in your life and I declare that the revelation of Jesus be blessed in your spirit in the name of Jesus stand upon your feet everybody even if you can't lift yourself even if you can't travel the miles from one depart to the palace in the name of Jesus we invoke the benevolence and the mercies of God that exists forever in the coming days the result that will come into your life will not be out of your labor alone God for labor and there's dignity in labor. But beyond your labor, favor will rest upon you in the name of Jesus. Just like Mephibosheth didn't ask for it. The story tells us he's probably given up on life and yet God reached out. My God will reach out to you. I never prayed for a wife one day. I was probably bent over at that time because I couldn't see marriage. It wasn't part of the deal for me. I was a very shy young man. I've never asked anybody out in my life. I probably thought there was nobody who would marry me. How will I even say it? It wasn't in my plan. But God sent Zyber to me. I just began to see visions and dreams. Can you see my wife? I did not pray. I did not ask God. God Himself reached out. The first one million naira gift that we got as a family in 2003. I did not pray for it. The person of His own volition just said, "I'm sending you this gift." my life it wasn't a prayer point the person said she had a dream and God said it's not your car it belongs to this person there are things that God will just reach out we were in a small place as a church I, I, the words bent drum in my spirit. I checked the price. I saw 70 million. I remove it. I remove the word bent. It dropped. Why well, I don't know. But once, once I googled it, I saw the price 70 million. I remove it. I it. But God reached out. Somebody called me from Lagos. This pastor, they have this tent. They want to sell it for 7.5 million. I don't have 7.5 million. And the person decided when he had that was the one that needed the tent because I've preached for the guy twice in Lagos decided to give us we did not pay one dime for this tent one dime because God himself you know it's good to have faith and believe but this God just deposits you know that it's not, it's not your faith 
This is the bread of fullness of God. And you look for job, look for job, you could not get them three jobs at the time. You want to bring for three jobs? It's a benevolence of God. God will reach out to you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus, I would like to present us an opportunity to do so. It is the greatest decision you will ever take in your life. If you are making that decision this morning, say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I declare you died for my sin. You rose up on a third day. From today, I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. In Jesus' name. Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to God's kingdom. Please kindly leave a comment or send us a message on any of our social media handles so that we can send you the relevant materials. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Junamis and Sophia and part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Shouts of the Center, and Kisses and Hopes Club, an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor Dynamis, at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shouts of Grace Center, at KC underscore global, on Facebook at KC Global, on YouTube at Dynamis Tunde Noah. On MixLR at KHC Global. Visit our website www.kcsandhawks.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us. Kisses and slash partnership. God bless you.